Alrighty, folks, Uppercut, episode seven. As we promised, we have Connor Matthews here, a 5-0 fighter fighting out of Brockton, Massachusetts. Um, Connor, thank you so much for coming and talking to us. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. You have such an interesting background, and um, we really are excited to, you know, pick your brain about fighting and just ask you about what, who makes, or what makes you who you are. So uh, leading off, Jeff. For Contender Series, I noticed that you train out of Joe Lozon's gym and all, and you're, you talk about him much and how he's been a help. So I want to know how much of a help has he been coming up and how, and will he be in your corner coming on August 2nd? Uh, so yeah, Joe's been a huge help my whole life. So like, um, the, where I started martial arts is Jim called Lake Blum MMA. And, uh, my sensei is actually like a, he was like a actual karate sensei. He learned from Joe Lozon originally. Okay. So, um, me and him would go after our training, like, after, at night after we got done at his school we'd go over to Lozon MMA and that was like back in back in high school for my sophomore year on so I train at Joe's like at night and so um I trained there like part-time and then when I went to the military and came back I decided I was just gonna go full on and I so I worked for Joe I taught kickboxing at his gym I uh I've been training there you know it's been a huge help you know he's been obviously taught me that's where my jiu-jitsu kind of base comes from is from Lozon MMA so he's been a huge help um, he's not, he's there. He's not going to be cornering me for this fight because he's been real busy lately. Uh, he's he yeah. training up for that Donald Cerrone fight that didn't happen and everything. So he's just kind of been focused on his, on his fight career. So, um, I'm using my, my, my jujitsu coach is this guy, Danny Savory, who's a third degree black belt who, um, Joe got his black belt underneath date underneath Danny. So, um, I'm going to bring Danny and I'm going to bring my Muay Thai coach, Jake Manini, but I'm sure. We'll be back in my corner once uh i can only get two corners for contender series so he'll probably be back uh, in there um you know once 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 he gets his, his gym figured out and everything yeah sweet yeah he's an absolute brawler just like you i can definitely yeah. see how he's been a huge influence in your life oh yeah yeah um i had a quick question so would you prefer like for uh finishes are you more would you like submissions more or knockouts more which one do you is your favorite or doesn't um i I don't have necessarily have a favorite. Like, um, I, I, I literally don't go in there. I mean, I've been, I've been dropping people a lot, but I don't yeah. go in there trying to drop my opponents right away. It's just kind of what happens. Um, I, I mean, I, I prepare for a full on, you know, three or five round fight. That's yeah. going to be technical. That's what I get ready for. And that goes wherever the fight needs to go. So I, I have a passion for jujitsu and I have a passion for stand up. I love both of them. I've been lucky enough. I started off as a traditional like martial artist striker. And then um, from my sophomore year of high school and on, that's when I kind of got into the jiu-jitsu thing. So like, I mean, I've been doing both these things forever. So it's like, I, I like them both. I don't really, I don't really have preferred. I like to, I, I'd like to beat a guy in his own thing. Like this guy says yeah. he's a wrestler. Jiu-jitsu. I'd, I'd like to beat him in his own game, to be yeah. honest. You know what I mean? Everybody expects me to knock this kid out, but like, um, I'd yeah. rather beat him in, in, in his own thing to show people I'm a well-rounded martial artist. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. Uh, Mikey, you got the next question? So my lead off to this question would be, um, is it Lozon's gym where you're training with Rob Font, Calvin Cater? I saw a couple of pictures on your Instagram. Um, so no, they, they actually, they train up, they're more, I'm um, Southern Massachusetts and Lozon's were mm -hmm. kind of in the Southern Mass. Uh, and they're up in the Northern part near Methuen and uh, near New Hampshire. So I go up there and and I and I'll get rounds with them. You know what I mean. Um, I helped out Rob for his fight against Jose Aldo, and I did a couple of rounds with Calvin leading up to uh his last fight, his Josh Emmett fight. 
So um, yeah, I'll go out there if they need me. They call me and then I'll go in their spar. We had the, we all have the same managers. This guy Tyson Chartier, so he manages all. And there's other guys like Tom Pags and uh, Nick Fury. I train with them a lot. They're more my they're uh, up and comers in the area, and we we've been working a lot together, especially because they got to fight at the same time I have a fight. Uh, Kelvin and Rob right now are a little beat up from uh, uh, I'm not beat up, but you know what I mean. They yeah. take some time. They, yeah. they get they get suspended, you know, for yeah. a while. So they're they're not. They, I mean, those guys have been doing this for a while. They only get ready to spar when they need to spar. So um, the you know the younger guys, we, we try to get rounds more often just to keep us sharp and you know still building our skill sets. Yeah, um, I just want to put out there. I'm from New Hampshire. I'm I'm there right now. So we are. Awesome. Def- we love having a fighter from. We're gonna claim you because you know we got, yeah. we, got we don't Hell have yeah. much going on. We're New England doing. Uh, I, I feel like that's <laughs> especially in the uh, in the MMA scene around here. It's like we really band together. It's not yep. Massachusetts, Rhode Island. I train with guys from Triforce down in Rhode Island. I mm-hmm. train with guys in from Massachusetts, New Hampshire. We're we're yeah. always just you know blending together up here. So yeah, we really we it's it's fun to see a fighter from our area. It, like you said, there's the, it's just it feels like a brotherhood. Even as fans just watching, like we're always behind you, especially Joe Lazon and uh care too yeah we love it I mean, uh, Mikey. I, I was a fan too i was a fan before i was you know what i mean fight, yeah. a fighter so it's like you know I, I was the same way whenever anybody from the local area you know i'm, I'm a fan of calvin and rob still you know what i yeah. mean like it's like i fuck every single time that i see them fight i get all amped up for the, all the local guys so exactly mikey um so is it different when you train with them like do they give you a little more motivation since they're already on that big stage or do you like training them with the guys you train with normally better or how is it is there even a difference at all um no yeah anytime you get an opportunity to work with the best man like that's that's what you want to do like it's like any like i'm picking up you know that that skill level every time it's, it brushes off on you a little bit you know what i mean so it's like if you have the opportunity to spar, I mean, they, and they don't just spar anybody. So, you know what I mean? It's an honor for them to even ask me to spar. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I love sparring with those guys. The best of the best, especially Calvin and, and Rob. And like, they're so, their boxing is so, is so crisp. And, and it's like, you know what I mean? Like, now if I, if I know I can handle it, spar with those guys, when I fight in my contender series fights and I fight in these, all these local, I know I'm yeah. going to be fine. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, right. it's a confidence builder for me. So, um, yeah, any opportunity I get to work with those guys, I try to take it. And same thing with, like, you know, Tom Pags, another local guy, um, Nick Fury, and uh, John Duma, really good fighters around here. There's, there's a lot of good uh, – Nate Garib is another am- a guy, a pro coming up. He's really good. So these are all the guys I train with. I try to – you know, you've got to be selective about who you spar with. You know, I'm, I'm all done doing the gym wars with, like, random people. You know what I mean? Like I just need to be selective who I spar with and, you know, and I want to make my time worth it when I'm in there. I just don't want to, I don't still need to fight everybody. I want to like have high level guys, get my work in because you can only take so many hits in the head. So you got to be smart about who you spar with. Exactly. And you've seen guys like, uh, I believe Max Holloway, right? He doesn't even really spar anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a smart uh, route to take. So personally, I think I know the answer to this question. Um, I just want to ask what sets you apart from other fighters from, from what I've seen, it's your composure and just your tenacity, but obviously you've mentioned being in the military. So you have experience staying composed and, um, you know, intense situations. Do you think that's what sets you apart or do you think there's more to it? Oh no, a, a thousand percent. Um, that's, there's a couple things. Um, I think it's my training martial arts from when I was a young, young kid mm-hmm. and martial arts always being a passion. So it's like, it's second nature to me. It's just like, it's just how I move and I'm just so used to it. So I think in my, so that makes my footwork really good. 
and I think that helps out with like the technical part of it. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm I'm a way better martial artist um, now than I was before I joined special operations training, and I think that is just because of I they train my mind. You know what I mean? Like the whole attitude of just like the warrior attitude, you know, never quitting and, and and pushing myself through hard situations. And then on top of that, like yeah, just being able to they put me in stressful stressful situations, jumping out of planes. Yeah, you know, dive school, hail, um, uh, com, you know, combat stuff, the real life world experience that um. You know what I mean? Like now when I jump in a jump in a ring with the graph, like I, I have that mental edge over a lot of people. Yeah. Especially a 22 year old kid who's just, you know, mm-hmm. he doesn't have too much life expense. I'm 30. Yeah. You know what I mean? So exactly. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely think it helped out a lot. I think that's my biggest advantage for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and the discipline, the discipline, the military taught me to be, the, to, to transfer that into, I think a lot of pros that just lack discipline. And in, in, in different manners in their fight camps, and, and and that's why they fall behind. Sorry, I got like a helicopter flying over to Oh, geez. <laughs> to uh, U8 uh, MH58s right there. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, do you live near a base? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we can let them pass for you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so you for the audience at home, um, you were a combat controller in the Air Force, which. Yep. It's a special operation um, sect, and it's a very, very intense um, training just to get in. And then it's an intense job when you actually get it. Um, yeah. There's a very small percentage of people that actually pass the school and make it all the way through. Um, what was the hardest aspect of that training? Was it the mental or the physical or any other aspect that was hard? So um, they, they, they'll find something that's hard for everybody. Uh, for me, I, was, I would say the, uh, the academic portions of the, it was really hard. I'm kind of a fuck. I was a jock in high school, so I just <laughs> played hockey. That's yeah. all I cared about. Um, and in martial arts. So uh when I went to military, kind of was a wake-up call to be like, all right, there's a lot of academics involved. So I feel like I was definitely mentally challenged, but um a big thing across all like of our career for like a lot of people get in the water mm-hmm. is they uh they panic and they freak out, they do a lot of, basically they basically drown you and stuff like yeah. that. And I think that taught me a lot. Um and just like you know, my mentality, it trained me a lot just to be strong. In yeah. all, all aspects, because I was able to get through that. Hmm. Mikey. So um, I read on your profile on your Instagram that you do like, uh, what was it, once a week you do a training course for other veterans. Can you give it just a quick overview of that? Like how it oh, goes yeah, so, down, how you thought of it? So um, I, what I try to do for like guys who are struggling with like PTSD or and any first responders or anything like that, I, I open up my gym to do open mat. So I'll teach. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily I'm, I'm going to go in there and run a class, but a lot of guys like to go in there and just get like free rolls and just hop in my gym on a Sunday. And I just have people come in and we just roll. So I'm preferably, I try to get veterans in there. You know, guys are dealing with issues. I actually have a couple of people coming in lately. You know what I mean? That just, you know, trying to give them exercise. I'll teach some stuff. If we want to learn some stuff, you know what I mean? It's just like basically open map, but um, for veterans and stuff to come in and get some rolls in. Yeah, that's 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 an awesome thing that you do. Um, I know veterans are all, especially you just you guys are brothers. I mean, you guys go through yeah. so much together. Um, you, it's hard to describe. Um, none of us can understand it because we're civilians. But um, yeah, it's an awesome thing you do. It's, yeah, it's just the. I think the big the big thing with veterans more than anything is just the transition from from that lifestyle yeah. to a normal civilian lifestyle is just is, is hard for a lot of people, and they it's stressful, especially getting out. So I think that's like, you know, I, I was stressed when I was getting out. So I know um, martial arts helped me get through all that shit, you know, mm-hmm. give me something to focus on. Yep. So um, that's what I try to do for them. Just trying to pay, pay it back a little bit. 
Yeah, that actually leads me to my next question. Um, would you say that the military was more helpful for your fighting career or that your fighting background was more helpful like with your military career, whether it's staying calm in stressful situations or just being able I to think, I think they I think they both uh complemented each other. You know what I mean? I I I there's sometimes there's things in the military. I remember when I was pushing myself through, I was like, Hey, I'm like I've been doing I've been pushing myself as a martial artist my whole life, so I yeah. can do this. Yeah. And then also now as, as, as a martial artist, I'm like, Hey, I push myself as a, as a, um, you know, a special operations member. So I know I can push myself harder and, and through it. So I think they both like everything kind of, I also think a big part of my life was, was being playing competitive hockey. I yeah. think that I, I, that was a big thing when I was growing up and I, and I really strived to be the best in that. And I was super competitive in that. And I think that that taught me how to be a, an athlete and, um, and I play that to being a fighter now, you know what I mean? So I think there's exactly. a, it's a combination of a lot of different things that um, I can't really put a finger on what exactly it is, but it's a combination of all of them, I think. Yeah. Are you a Bruins fan? Oh, yeah. I'm a oh, Bruins there you fan. go. Go Bees. Yeah. They, they go. Yeah. Um, do you like, are you, you watch the Celtics and the Sox too, or are you just mostly hockey? Um, I mostly, if I'm going to watch something, I'm going to watch hockey um, yeah. and fights. I do watch yeah. fights, but I, I literally like, I'm so busy all the yeah. time. Like I don't have a lot of time to watch sports too much anymore. I plan on doing that later on in life. Yeah. So. That's, a, that's, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once you made your money. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so how do you plan on separating your, yourself from the other, the others in the DWCS and catching Dana's eye with your performance on uh, August 2nd in the contender series? Um, I think my, 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 my style and my, my skills, my skill ability is going to speak for itself. Um, when I get in there and just to see my levels and, and what the things I can do and how fast I can be and, and, you know, how sharp I can be, I think that's going to talk for myself. And then I'm just going to be me. I'm not going to be anybody else. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I have a pretty good background of things I've done in my life. And, you know, it's either going to like me or not going to like me. If you're going to listen to me talk, they're either going to. Like what I have to say, or they're just gonna, not going to like me. So I don't really care. It doesn't really matter. I think that I think just I'm going to go in there. And the, the main part of this thing is to be a, a great MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go in there and be better than I think a lot of guys. I'm, I'm really striving to be top 10 in the UFC. So like, I'm not really satisfied with just getting into the contender series, getting a fight. And, and now I, I want, I want the contract and I, and I want to, uh, you know, once I get to, once I get to the contender series, that's just getting to the ladder, man. Now it's time exactly. to climb. Jeff, speaking of climbing that ladder, one if you do get to the UFC, who would be the dream fight? Um, like who's an absolute yeah, dream fighter in that featherweight division for you? I want to I want to fight Bryce Mitchell. Oh yeah, oh, I don't like yeah. him with his camo with his camo thing and like being. I just don't like his attitude. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna fight Bryce Mitchell. Um, and you know. I don't care. I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I don't really want to be like uh, calling people out. I want to be the guy that, you know, they put me in front of whoever they put me in front of, I'm going to take them out. And I don't care about all the antics and all that stuff. So, yeah. um, you know what I mean? It is what yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Cause he sort of almost portrays himself like a veteran with like exactly. the camo and That's the way he talks like about it. Yeah, That's but, I don't like about but it. then he's also anti-government and all that, and lives exactly. on a farm by himself, preparing for the apocalypse. So I, I yeah, like it, it is. I can see how that's annoying for someone that's actually, you know, done the work and you know has exactly. had to deal with all the hardships of being in the military. I can understand how that annoys you, uh, Mike. Did you have a question? Yeah. So how do how does the UFC or Dana White or whoever how do they go about getting you on the contender series? Like you do your local fights, so they just contact your agent and set it up, and it's easy as that, or 
Um, yeah, so I have, so Tyson's my manager. So he does all the talking about setting up my next fights and everything for me. Um, so I was running into my biggest problem around here. It was, it was getting fights. So I'm five and oh, but I should have been five and oh, like a year ago, three, two years ago. You know what I mean? We had a pandemic that happened. I had like a lot of fights where people were kept on backing out on me and I just kept it. So like the UFC, we've been trying to get, talk to the UFC and they're like, Hey, we just need to see him fight some good people. You know what I mean? And every single time I had somebody scheduled, they would fall out last second. So I was like, we're, we've done everything we could in the local scene to try to get fights and it just, they're just not happening. So we were kind of like, Hey, can we get on a contender series? So you could get some, get me anything. So, um, you know, Tyson has a good relationship with the UFC since of Calvin and Rob. So I'm pretty sure that's how that happened. All I know is they called me, they told me I had to fight. So I'm, I'm stoked. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why do you fight? Like what, what drives you to fight? Is it your family or just this passion for the sport or what is it? Um, I love martial arts. I, I like, you know, I could wake up, I could, <laughs> you get good at something. If you really love something, you get really good at it. Cause that's all I want to do every single day. So I think that's my, that my main reason why, but obviously there's other things that go with it. I mean, if you build your name mm-hmm. in, in this sport of MMA, you know, and then I can open up a gym later on and, and, and have, oh, well, I have a gym, but like, you know, I can get a yeah. bigger gym and, 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 and use my name to help me out with that. Or just, it's going to open up a lot of opportunities. I know that. And it's just, I want to, at the end of the day, I want to test to see how good I am. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I want to know that I can fight at the top level. So like, it's just, it's, it's a passion of mine. Yeah. Um, if you had to pick a fight for like the audience at home to go on YouTube and look up that really like showcases who you are as a fighter, is there one that you could pick? Um, I would say, uh, my Josh Mara fight was a pretty good one. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was my third fight. It was for CES. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if you want to watch a fast one, you can watch my first MMA fight yeah. in seven seconds. So, but Most of them yeah, fast. <laughs> <laughs> there was, I, I haven't really had a fight yet. Nobody's really seen anything yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have too many sparring videos. Or I don't have like much videos of me online on, on purpose because, you know, like, if you go in there and you finish a guy real fast, there's nothing for them to study. So, you know, yeah. um, I do that on purpose. So, I mean, eventually you guys are going to see more and more of me once we start getting to higher ranks and I can, people are going to be able to stand with me. But, but uh, yeah, for now, yeah. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely noticed that when we were trying to do our research. I was like, <laughs> there's so few fights and so yeah. the ones that were up were so quick, you know, I was like, huh. <laughs> but uh, Jeff, you got a question? Yeah, speaking of which, your opponent coming August 2nd has a history of having long, drawn-out fights, which end up in rear naked choke, like, every time. So yeah. how do you plan to combat that? And, I mean, uh, your fights are the complete opposite. <laughs> yes. So, there, that, I mean, that can be a couple things. Is either, I mean, he's not he's not finishing people, and he doesn't, he doesn't really have the ability to finish people with a knockout or anything, or it means that he's just very durable. Mm-hmm. So, um you know, I'm ready to go. I, I, I train for three, five minute rounds. That's what I train for. You know what I mean? Like, so if he's can stand there, he's going to take a beating for five, for 15 minutes. He's going to take a beating for 15 minutes. If not, I mean, it is what it is. So we'll see. I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I, my striking will prevail and he's, I don't think he's going to be able to take me down. Mikey. Yeah. So when you got out of the military or even towards the end, when you were still in, did you always know you'd end up back here? Like, was this the end goal for you? Um, no, I didn't, I didn't really expect myself to be making another run at the UFC or run at, at the UFC, you know, 
while I was in the military at all. You know, I kind of thought that ship had sailed. I thought my, I always knew martial arts was a passion of mine. Like I trained even when I was in the military, if I had opportunity to get hop in a gym and roll and do some jujitsu or, you know what I mean? I was always training. Um, so when I, when, you know, when I, when I thought about getting out, I was like, all right, we'll take a couple fights and see, and see how it goes. And I was winning my fights and I, and I realized that I got better after my military, like way better, really a lot faster than I did any other time in my life. So then that's when I kind of realized, like, Hey, maybe I have a shot at this and, and that's what I've been doing. So yeah, I didn't expect this until I started fighting again, which is like a year that my last year when I was in the military. Hmm. Right. That's interesting. Um, I was just wondering what, where are your favorite places that you've been stationed in or that you were stationed in the military? Where were some places that you really liked? Um, so I was, I, I was stationed in Washington state and I was stationed in Florida for a while, but I've been to a lot of places. I've been to, um, uh, Malaysia, Southeast Asia, mm. um, Afghanistan, obviously. Um, yeah, I've been all over the country. Like, I mean, we, we were very, like one of the reasons why, um, I kind of wanted to get out of my job is because I've spent no time home at all. So I couldn't yeah. build any kind of routine or anything like that. I was like home a week, gone for two weeks, home a week for gone. Like, so and as a martial artist, you can't get good at anything like that. You need, you need consistency. So, um, it was kind of, that was a little bit one of the reasons why I wanted to get out of the job, but, um, but I was doing really cool stuff. I mean, I was traveling, jumping out of planes on like beautiful places. I was in California a lot. So mm -hmm. all over the West, West coast. Um, yeah. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. That, that's awesome. Yeah. No, um, Jeff and I's grandfather was an airman for a long, long time, uh, 20 years, I believe. Um, and yeah, he traveled the world. He, he loved it. Um, yeah, it's a great opportunity. Would you do your military career again? hundred percent. Oh, a thousand. Yeah. A thousand yeah. percent. Uh, for a couple of reasons, a, um, the training and everything, you know, I learned, I learned a lot about myself. I learned how to be uh, way more independent. I learned like a lot of things from the military. And then uh, the community of the combat control and the uh, special operations community was like, you know, I made connections that like, I don't, I don't think you, you can't, you can't pay for connections like that. You can't, you know what I mean? It's just like exactly. the best guy and the guys are just the best guys in the world. You, you take, you know, 0.1% of the people make it, whatever 1% of the people make it. So it's like, you get left with like really, really awesome, solid people. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely would never trade it up for anything. Yeah. That, that's a good point. I mean, they got, you guys got to have some overlapping characteristics if 1% of you, you know, uh, made it through, which just shows how difficult what you guys do is. Um, Mikey, what was your question? So I got a bit of a random question. It, correct me if I'm wrong, but your partner's an MMA fighter too? Oh yeah. My girlfriend is, yeah, she is an MMA fighter. Yep. She's so uh, how how is that? Do you guys like motivate each other? Are you guys competitive? Like how, how is it? Uh, oh, it's, I mean, it, it obviously it's very like, if I didn't, if I, if, I mean, if she didn't, if a girlfriend wasn't a fighter and I probably wouldn't have a girlfriend <laughs> because I'm in the gym all the time, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> that's, yeah, like, yeah. that's where I, I live. We like literally go from gym to gym. So that's obviously how that happens. You know what I mean? You're sick when you're both training, but it works out great because uh, we know we understand each other's lifestyle. There's not the like, you know, in, in your average relationship, you got to go out to dinner and, and, you know, and you spend, spend all this attention to like, she understands like when I'm in fight camp and then I have to, you know, she helps me out. And then if she's in fight camp and I'm helping her out. So I think it's very, uh, mutual, um, benefits in dating somebody who's a fighter. So it works yeah. out pretty good. Yeah. Um, we saw in, uh, yesterday, Lauren Murphy, a fighter who ended up beating, uh, Misha Tate, um, she, that, yeah yeah she her husband i believe her husband or boyfriend um cornered her in previous fights and she was saying that if he cannot be 
hard on me. Um, I might not have him corner me anymore. Do you, would yeah. you ever see yourself cornering your girlfriend or do you think that is a possibility? Oh, well, I have cornered her, oh. um, two, the two times this last fight, I was our only corner, but, mm-hmm. um, it, it's definitely a little, it's a little hard to be your girlfriend's corner. Hey, they, they don't want to listen to you sometimes <laughs> because you know, you anything about any typical fight you have with your girlfriend. Right. And you know what I mean? Yes. So it is definitely difficult, but like, I kind of had to step up and be the person to do it this time. So it is, it is, it is like, I obviously have a good understanding of where she's at. Um, is the parts of like working with her. I can work with her at any time. You know what I mean? We can prep, go over stuff at any time, but it's definitely like when your emotion, your emotions are involved in cornering somebody, it's like a lot harder to see him get, you know, one of two fights ago, she fought a really, really good kickboxer. So mm-hmm. she took a lot of damage. So it's like, it's, you know, it's hard to see that, but it, you know, um, she signed up for it. She's tough. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah I can, I can imagine it's not the easiest thing to see her girlfriend get, you know, yeah. take damage like that. But yeah, she's, you know, she's a badass. She signed up for anyone yeah. that's in the, that she goes in the ring is a badass. That's, you know, something that very few people even have the courage to do. So, um, one final question for you before you, and then we'll let you go. Um, what would you say to fighters that are, you know, younger and that are coming up? Like when it, when it gets tough, what would you say to them to keep their heads up and, you know, keep them motivated or what, what did you think about in that, in times like that for yourself? Um, I would say the biggest thing is for any fighters is just, it's consistency. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, is, is when things do get tough is just sometimes it a win is just showing up to the gym and, and getting in there. And he, maybe you, a lot of, there's so many days I go into the gym, we're like, ah, oh, this is going to be a shitty day. It's going to be terrible. But I just kind of force myself to go. And sometimes those are, end up being the best days and vice versa. Sometimes I feel great. And I'm like, I can't wait to train. I'm going to be awesome today. And I go in there and I suck. So it's like, you got to just keep going, just keep showing up. That's the only thing I can really say. It's like, that's, I mean, if you love it, if you want to do it, just keep showing up, keep showing up. You know what I mean? You can pick up if, and you can pick up things from everybody. Like, don't be like, oh, I'm not listening to this guy. Like, you can get little techniques and details from anybody and everybody. So you just got to keep an open mind to that kind of stuff. Yes. Well, Connor Matthews, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Um, we we're you got the North behind you. Um, we love watching you back home. I've been telling all my friends about you. And um, yeah, we can't wait to see how you do. Good luck in your next fight. And yeah, thank all you right. for coming on. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. much.